0: Hey there, I'm David. And I'm Scott. And you're listening to episode 7 of... Episode 7? Seven. 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 Can you believe that? I know. Episode 7 of Books by Old Dead Guys. Yep. So, thanks. Yeah. yeah. Welcome to episode 7.
1: How about that? Yeah, we're, we're overachieving today. <laughs> we're going to do not one, no, no, but... Two, two sections. Two sections of Richard Baxter's... Reform pastor. David, can you catch us up to what we've learned so far in Baxter?
0: Yeah, so I'll catch us up in chapter 2. So chapter 2 has been all about uh, why should ministers give special attention to their own walks with the Lord? What what are the reasons behind uh, ministers needing to pay close attention, to take heed, as, as Baxter would say, to your own walk with the Lord? So we went through... Uh, some real doozies, you know, some, (laughs) you know, that heaven lies ahead of us, you know, that we have a depraved nature in ourselves because uh, Satan himself comes against us because there are eyes, many eyes upon us. And then uh, just this last episode talking about uh, how, how we are so tempted to be hypocrites, Hmm. you know, that we preach against this. We imply that we don't fall into these things. And so, so, it's all the more heinous when we fall into these things. Yep. yep. And so that kind of brings us to point six. So, yep. Scott, if you'll uh, take us away. Yeah,
1: here we go. Point six Take heed to yourselves, because such great works as ours require greater grace than other men's. Weaker gifts and graces may carry a man through in a more even course of life that is not liable to so great trials. Smaller strength may serve for lighter works and burdens. But if you will venture on the great undertakings of the ministry, if you will lead on the troops of Christ against Satan and his followers, if you will engage yourselves against principalities and powers and spiritual wickedness in high places, if you will undertake to rescue captive sinners out of the devil's paws, do not think that a heedless, careless course will accomplish so great a work as this. You must look to come off with greater shame and deeper wounds of conscience than if you had lived a common life. If you think to go through such momentous things as these with a careless soul, it is not only the work that calls for heed, but the workman also, that he may be fit for business of such weight. We have seen many men who lived as private Christians in good reputation for parts and piety, when they took upon them either the magistrate or military employment where the work was above their gifts, and temptations did overmatch their strengths, and they proved scandalous, disgraced men. And we have seen some private Christians of good esteem who, having thought too highly of their parts and thrust themselves into the ministerial office, have proved weak and empty men, and have become greater burdens to the church than some whom we endeavored to cast out. They might have done God more service in the higher rank of private men than they do, among the lowest on the ministry. If then you will venture into the midst of enemies and bear the burden and heat of the day, take heed to yourselves.
0: Mm. So Baxter's point there, that we need to watch ourselves carefully because the work that we do is so great. Mm-hmm. The work that is done as, as ministers of the gospel is so, so great that we require greater grace and greater gifts than other men, that greater strength is required for the greater work to be done. Yeah. And so he he encourages you, man, watch, watch after your soul yeah. so that you will measure up
1: yep you know so so I'm coming into ministry after having spent really the majority of all all of my twenties and the majority of my thirties working in the secular world, and I can distinctly remember um thinking to myself, it can't be that much harder to be a pastor than it is to do this work that I am currently doing. you know turns out it's actually a lot harder. <laughs> Like the number of days that I've gotten up in the morning and said, This is like the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. Mm-hmm. What I'm getting ready to do, or what I've just walked through, or what I'm walking through. I mean our church has been walking through now about a, a two month period of suffering. Yeah. And and when the church suffers, when a part of the church suffers, a a good pastor suffers with it. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you can't you can't disconnect yourself or distance yourself from that 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 pain mm-hmm. and and you you shoulder the burden with your people so that you can help usher them to the cross but that's and that's just a sliver of mm-hmm. what he's talking about here like the spiritual warfare aspect like we have a policy here that when when you're coming on to be a leader in our church i always have this conversation about what how your life is going to change because you're choosing to move to the front lines mm-hmm. you know that things will change about your life your personality will change your spouse's personality will change not always for the bad but it will change you will, you will, you will bear scars and wounds, and your skin will thicken, and 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 in all of that, the enemy will continue to shoot arrows at you. Like mm-hmm. you are constantly going to be shot at, and he, he made reference to that earlier in the book when he talked about the idea that we are the ones that Satan would love nothing more than to cause us to stumble and then hold us up as a trophy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, and so he's he's kind of circling back around. Just, but in, but this time instead of the hey Satan holding you up as a trophy if you fail, it's a Look at what you're signing on to do, yeah. you know, rescuing men. You know, I had this conversation one time with someone, and I can't even remember who it was now, David, but I was talking about my job being the most important job in the universe, human job in the universe. And they said, well, what about doctors? And, you know, I thought about that. The reality of the fact is if a doctor doesn't do his job well, there's, there's certainly consequences, you know, but for, for us, for spiritual surgery, the consequences are usually much more meaningful and definitely longer lasting Mm -hmm. it should change the way we write sermons it should change the way we care for people it should change the way we spend our time Mm -hmm. you know and and that's what Baxter is going for here it's almost like he hit us with this negative early of this is what will happen if you don't now he's coming around with a positive of going look at this like you know you feel Paul in 2 Corinthians 3 who is you know who is worthy of such things who is is sufficient for such things yeah Yeah. Mm. Okay. All right. So that's point six. Here we go. Point seven. Take heed to yourselves for the honor of your Lord and master and of his holy truth and ways doth lie more on you than on other men. As you may render him more service, so you may do him more disservice than others. The nearer men stand to God, the greater dishonor hath he By their miscarriages, and the more that will they be imputed by foolish men to God Himself, the heavy judgments executed on Eli and on his house were because they kicked at his sacrifice and offering. Therefore, was the sin of the young men very great before the Lord, for men abhorred the offering of the Lord. It was that great aggravation of causing the enemies of the Lord to blaspheme, which provoked God to deal more sharply with David than He would otherwise have done. This is kind of a long paragraph. So let's just stop here real quick. He's mm-hmm. he's using this illustration of of Eli and and you know Samuel in the beginning of the of the book of 1 Samuel and talking about how the the name of God was blasphemed. I can't get past Romans 2 because that's where we've been. When he talks about the name of God being blasphemed, you know, at the end of Romans 2, um, the the Jewish people, the indictment against the Jews who who relied on the law and circumcision but not on grace was the name of God is blasphemed among the Gentiles because of you he says and so so there's so he's, he's setting this picture up for us that we will be dealt with uh, more dearly or more, more sorry more seriously and, and sin will defame the name of God more because of our proximity to the name of God mm. as ministers of the gospel okay so if you indeed be Christians The glory of God will be dearer to you than your lives. Hmm. Take heed, therefore, what you do against it, as you would take heed what you do against your own lives. Would it not wound you to the heart to hear the name and truth of God reproached for your sakes? To see men point to you and say, there goes a covetous priest, a secret tippler, a scandalous man. These are they that preach for strictness while they themselves can live as loose as others. They condemn us by their sermons and condemn themselves by their lives, notwithstanding all their talk. They are as bad as we. Brethren, could your hearts endure to hear men cast the dung of your iniquities in the face of the holy God and in the face of the gospel and of all that desire to fear the Lord? Would it not break your hearts to think that all the godly Christians about you should suffer reproach for your misdoings? Why, if but one of you that is a leader of the flock should be ensnared but once into some scandalous crime, there's scarcely a man or woman that seeketh diligently after their salvation within the hearing of it. But besides the grief of their hearts for your sin, are likely to have it cast in their teeth by the ungodly about them, however much they may detest it. And lament it. The ungodly husband will tell his wife and the ungodly parents will tell their children and the ungodly neighbor and fellow servants will be telling one another of it, saying, these are your godly preachers. See what comes of all your stir. What better are you than others? You are even all alike. Such words as these must all the godly in the country hear for your sake. It must needs be that the offense has come. But woe to that man by whom the offense cometh. Take heed, brethren, of every word you speak and of every step you tread, for you bear the ark of the Lord. You are entrusted with his honor. If you that know his will and approve the things that are more excellent, being instructed out of the law and are confident that ye yourselves are guides to the blind and lights to them that are in darkness, instructors of the foolish, teachers of babes, if you, I say, should live contrary to your doctrine and by breaking the law should dishonor God, the name of God will be blasphemed among the ignorant and ungodly through you. It's probably a good stopping point. He mm. just hit him with Romans 2, which is what I was literally just saying right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ooh.
0: But yeah, talking about how we more so than, than others bear the honor of Christ. That when we sin, even more so than others, we dishonor the Lord whom we serve. Because we serve him more. We Oof. seek to honor him above others. Yep. We, we, we have our honor we have his honor more closely tied to ourselves than others.
1: Mm. Whew. Mm. Yeah, and it's, like you kinda, it's one of those moments where, and the Puritans do this to you, you have to stop and, and ask yourself, is this true? Like, is this, is this true? Like, really? Does, do I bear, as, as a minister of the gospel, do I bear more responsibility for the glory of the name of Christ than the average church member and the reality of the fact is you can look at the news and tell that it is so uh, because when a pastor falls when a when a church leader commits some heinous sin that makes the news people notice sometimes when an average church member commits a particularly heinous sin that makes the news but boy when it's a pastor when mm-hmm. it's a shepherd when it's a youth pastor when it's a christian educator yeah. you know when it's a football coach for that matter but 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 there's something different about taking on those positions where you're responsible for the care of people, that does render you more accountable, and that that is the way that it should be. I mean, Jesus said, "You are the light of the world, a city on a hill." You know, and we we, we of all people shouldn't be the ones that put our lights under the under a basket. You know, and so, so yeah, that's the, that's the, that's the thing is that it, it is it is it, it's an inconvenient sort of truth, you know, because it it makes you uncomfortable to go, oh yeah, wow, this is true, but yeah, I mean the, well, the pastoral epistles, mm. you know, think about what Paul's doing as he's writing to Timothy or to Titus, you know, he's he's really teaching them how to lead the church, but there's this undercurrent in the pastoral epistles of Paul's understanding of his accountability before God and his conference of that understanding of accountability before God to Timothy. You know, mm-hmm. here, Timothy, I'm I'm getting ready to leave. My, my race is run, but now you. And by the way, it's not just teaching sound doctrine. It is, but it's living according to the doctrine that you profess that you teach. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why the qualifications for elder, First Timothy 3, matter so much. You know, it's not that those are things that Christians don't, Shouldn't be every everything in that qualification list, with with the exception of teaching, is a thing a Christian should be. But with pastors, it's a thing we must be.
0: Hmm. Yeah, we must be above reproach. Above reproach. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Okay. So finishing out this uh, this paragraph, let's see. I stopped on. Through and you are not acquainted with that standing decree of heaven. Them that honor me, I will honor, and they that despise me shall be lightly esteemed. Never did man dishonor God, but it proved the greatest dishonor to himself. God will find out ways enough to wipe off any stain that is cast upon him, but you will not so easily remove the shame and sorrow from yourselves. Hmm. Which is a good point. When we talk about blaspheming the name of God, it's not that God needs us. "Quote unquote, if you will, to stand up for his reputation, but he does use us mm. to do so. But the name of God will will not have its lustre lost. But boy, if we fall, mm-hmm. we fall, and it and you carry that with you, yeah. Yeah. and the sorrow and the shame you carry with you. Mm. So, so as an aside, it feels like every week, particularly in this chapter we can make this shameless plug for please pray for us for us please pray for your pastors it's it's not an easy work we do it joyfully uh, we we signed on for the harder thing but we need you know the prayers of the saints and the encouragement and exhortation of the saints by mm-hmm. the way you know not just one side i don't just need people patting me on the back i need people pointing out my sin you feel free to do that but but please pray for us because mm-hmm. it is it is a it's a particular temptation it's a difficult thing to navigate so okay well that is six and seven and next time we'll wow so point eight
0: point eight's lengthy
1: this may be a longer podcast but we'll try to get all the point eight done so we can get done with this this particular chapter Mm. and then we'll see what we have in store after that thank you guys so much for listening today we hope that you'll listen again and uh, we will see you later
0: goodbye